People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, you want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Isabel. And welcome back to another episode of Comments by Bravo. Hey, is. I do not think everybody listening is even ready for what we're about to say. <laughs> you guys, we were in studio this week with Lisa Hochstein and Larsa Pippen. Like, I'm shook. And I was there. Just one thing to note, we had much more limited time with them than we had with Alexi and Marisol because Larsa had a flight later. They were doing press all day. So it was impossible to fit everything we wanted to fit into the time that we had, but we absolutely did our best. And just to paint a picture... Imagine us. It's just me, Julie, Isabel, and our producer in the room. And all of a sudden, Marcus Jordan walks through the door. <laughs> and we were like, this is heaven. No, honestly, it was such a whirlwind, but it was the best thing ever because, you know, we obsess about them. Miami is literally my life. So this was just so perfect. I mean, the whole thing, I don't know if you feel this way, but for me, we have been in the room as so many other housewives. There's something about Miami housewives where they just feel more glamorous than anyone else from any other franchise, Beverly Hills included. So it's so crazy when the person from your TV is transported across the table from you and they are exactly as you would imagine them to be. I also have to say, I have a whole new outlook on Larsa Pippen. No, Isabel, same. I mean, we have known of her for so many years. And I said this to her, the same thing I said to Alexia last week, like in some ways she's always been a little bit of an enigma to us. And I really do think having this platform and having a show that is about her, getting to show her life in this way, it's a great thing for her. And I I just had so much fun. No, I literally could have sat there for hours and talked to them. It was the best time. I love them both really a lot, honestly. And I feel like meeting people in person is such a different experience. And this was like a really positive one. Yeah. Also, I just would have done anything to sit there with Lisa for like two hours and go deep on all the Lenny stuff because she was willing to go there. We just genuinely did not have the time, but she was super open. And, you know, he's still, he's still behaving in this really mean way. And so to be able to talk to her about something that yes, happened in the past, but it's also still happening in real time. It was just super, super interesting. 
Well, also, we sat down with them before we saw this fifth episode, which came out today. And, you know, obviously, we didn't get that much more insight. Like, it's the same old shit. But seeing her start to, like, publicly, in front of her friends at least, sort of break down and start saying what was going on and, like, telling them in real time what was happening really just it made you put everything in perspective of, like, this is so not a TV show. And even her friends' reactions, like, they were shocked, you know? And, like, I think we're a little desensitized to it now. But in the very beginning when we were reading reports about this, we were shocked too. Yeah, I mean, that was my biggest takeaway from Miami this week, which is these women really, really rallied around her and I think have continued to rally around her. Not to say that all of them are individually best friends, but it's very much a group where when something like this happens, the feeling of just, like, sisterhood really comes out. And I really appreciate watching that. Danny Pellegrino tweeted this last night, actually referring to Salt Lake City. But seeing this scene of Lisa, this is what it kind of reminded me. He wrote, I think what grounded the peak Real Houses of New York chaotic years was that feeling of they hate each other sometimes, but would ultimately help each other hide dead bodies if necessary. And that's what I felt in this moment with Lisa. Like all of a sudden, the petty fights, bullshit, she said, she said, mortgages, TikTok, whatever, all completely dissipated. And it was like, this is what's real. And at the end of the day, we love you. We would do anything. Like Alexia, the the fury I felt in her voice and like the red she saw in her eyes, you just like, I don't know, that feeling of like, no matter what end of the day, we love each other. We would do anything for each other is what I think ultimately grounds these groups and these seasons of like the sisterhood. Yeah. And that's what ultimately makes good TV, even though it feels slightly antithetical to the drama that we constantly crave. Question though, was Danny saying that about how Salt Lake City is so not that at the moment? Yeah. He was replying to one of his own tweets that said, the Salt Lake City girls need to reel in these fights a touch because none of the relationships are making a lick of sense anymore. So he was basically saying like, they are completely lacking that foundational friendship. I'll never forget this. I think it was Bethany said this years ago that like they would tear each other apart at these reunions so hard and then they would all go out to dinner afterwards. And that was something I never forgot. And I think that that is such a key important detail instead of just being such enemies that are out to tear each other down. Well, if you remember last season on Beverly Hills, it was a huge thing when they didn't go to the dinner after the reunion, everyone just left, which I do think that Beverly Hills has that sisterhood way more than Salt Lake City does at the moment, but things got so nasty that that didn't happen. And they all individually said that it was something that really stuck out to them in a very negative way. Because if it's grounding for us, think about how grounding it must be for them. Exactly. No, I mean, this moment really, you felt that come together. Okay, so let's get into the episode. It'll go first, our conversation with Lisa and Larsa, and then our kind of brief section on both Potomac and Salt Lake City. So Mother's Day is coming up, and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom, because realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. 
and it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. So if you've been listening, you know how big of a deal this is for us. We are here with two of the sexiest, most buzzworthy, captivating housewives in the game, Lisa Hochstein and Larsa Pippen from Thrill Houses of Miami. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Are you kidding? We are so excited. We've been riding for Miami since the very beginning. So to finally see it getting the hype it really deserves, I think is just so rewarding. From like 10 years ago. Yeah. Literally 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it ever since the first episode. This is the best show. Never been canceled. Never. (laughs) Never. By the way, the internet agrees. Everybody rewatches those three seasons and is like, yeah. what were they thinking? When it was on the first time, I don't think there was this fan response. Like, how does this feel for you? I feel like it's great. Miami's like, you know, a great place. I feel like Miami's grown so much in the last few years. Um, it's just like the mecca of like fun and entertainment and sexiness. And so I feel like it would only be right to have, a, you know, a housewives show there. <laughs> also, we didn't have like... So real social media back then. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like we got a fair chance like mm-hmm. everyone else. Like Instagram really didn't exist or just was like a very new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that really helps, you know, get exposure for the show. Totally. Totally. When you got asked to to come back for the season, how was it? Was it an immediate yes? What was your initial reaction? Hell yeah. I yeah. wanted to come back. <laughs> I've been wanting to come back. I knew we were going to come back. I just, you know, they actually asked us a few times. Um, over the years, and it just never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it finally happened, no one could believe it. You we know? definitely couldn't <laughs> believe it. I thought it was too good to be true. Yeah. Did you guys stay close in the years that the show was off, the two of you? Mm, we were, we were like, fr- we've been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. We've been she friends for over 10 years, LA. and I kind of always traveled. And so I was based out of like LA, Chicago, Miami. And you know, my kids, I felt like were really young. So I was really like invested with like my family and all that. But we always kept in touch. We always checked in on each other. I feel like being back on the show together has really brought us closer. Yeah. Um, and we were the same person. Like we like the same things. So we have the same circles of friends. We definitely became so much closer. She's one of my best friends. She's like my sister. She's been there. She always has my back. Like she's been there through all of this noise in my life and love her. If it weren't each other, who would you say would be your go-to person in the group? I feel like maybe 
It would probably be Alexia. Mm-hmm. We had her last week and she said you. Yeah, I feel like Alexia. I feel like we have a lot in common. I mm-hmm. feel like she's like my older sister and I feel like she gives good advice. She said that literally verbatim. She's like, I feel like I'm Larsa's older sister. So yeah, funny. She gives, I feel like she's always like kind of giving me good advice. I would say Alexia also, but she didn't say me. But no, but they spoke both spoke okay, so fine. highly. Of it's, you. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's uh, fine. Alexia and Marisol, like yeah, the two of them. I, yeah, you know, because I feel we, like Marisol's we, good too. Like we stayed, advice. The three of us, we stayed super close throughout the like last ten years. Mm-hmm. We'd go to dinners together, like just hang out, and she, they're like my older sisters. You know, general temperature check though. How do you feel about this current cast? I feel like it's a good cast. I think we're all different. I think we all bring something different to the show. Um, but we're similar, you know, mm-hmm. we're all basically like moms or entrepreneurs and there's stuff that we can, you know, relate to each other about, but at the same time, we're like kind of different. Right. Do you agree? Yeah. It's, um, a lot of headbutting, you know, so mm-hmm. many different like alpha mm-hmm. females that are, want to be in charge. Everyone wants to be like the best or whatever. I don't know. But we're the best. We are. <laughs> we are. We are. They want to be the best, but we're the best. <laughs> Do you feel like there's a division between the quote new girls versus like sort of the OGs like you guys or do you think they sort of have done a good job mixing in I I think I think they've done a good job mixing in yeah mm-hmm. I do too you know, we like feel they've, that they've held their own and especially like from my from my own experience my first season which was really the second season to mm-hmm. the third season I felt way more comfortable because it is intimidating mm-hmm. when you first join a new group and like they're like they've been they've been there already you know they're kind of looking at me like who is she what does she have to offer you know yeah um, and then you just feel comfortable so yeah. I feel like this season they're really they really got comfortable oh they got too comfortable <laughs> they, <laughs> they need to chill out they need to chill out from it yeah yeah they got real comfortable <laughs> they did yeah <laughs> you know in in the the first few episodes we saw obviously. You guys had some disagreements, and I think from what you said recently, that's water under the bridge. Now there was a lot of other things going on. But I did want to just talk about the apartment thing for a second. Not even what was said. It was so clearly a joke and no malintent at all. But I, I felt from watching that it really did hit you in a way. And to me, it almost felt like there was a, a more deeply rooted reason of like why something like that would be so upsetting because you've worked so hard for this and like finding your independence has been such a storyline. So I kind of just wanted to hear from you like why that was so upsetting, even now knowing Lisa, of course, didn't mean anything bad by it. Well, I feel like there was a lot of backstory to Lisa and I, like not being as close as we normally are. Mm-hmm. I had left her a message. No one really knows this, but I had left her a message. Um, I had gotten into an argument with her ex. Oh, yeah. And I left her a message and I said, hey, by the way, your ex and I had an argument. Um, call me back. And she never called me. She I did. Said, she I did call me a text. Back. She sent me a text. Oh, yeah. And she goes, I'm Aspen skiing. I'm ru- stuck skiing in yeah. Aspen. I'll call you back. It was too much drama. I just wanted... I, she wanted I, to avoid it, but she I was also going through it. a lot. Wanted, yeah. But then I was like, how are you not going to call me when I tell you something like that? Like, Cause cause I, but you were going through I, a lot. Well, because I was in Aspen. Lenny went back. I was with the kids. Mm-hmm. Lenny went back to work. And then they had an argument about something. And he told me about it, and I was like, fuck, I just don't want to deal with this because I was trying to get home. There was a snowstorm. Like, it was a, I had a lot going on. And right. I wanted to have a good time with my kids and not, you know, upset this vacation. Like, we were, you know, trying to bond with my kids. So I just didn't want to deal with it. I told her, I'm like, I'm on vacation. I'm trying to get out of here. Yeah, it was I'm like months. It was, it was literally months before we started like, filming again. But I was mad at her because I felt like we, when we shot the reunion last season, I felt like she would say things to me, like, personally, but then we were on. At the reunion, she really didn't say the same things. Like, you really didn't have my back the way I thought you should. 
Are we rehashing this right no, now? No, I'm just I'm just being honest. <laughs> and right. so there was that, and then the situation where she never called me back to discuss the argument that I, you know, had with Lenny, and I just felt like, as you know, I don't really care about her ex. It's, she's my friend, not right, him. Yeah. So I kind of felt like she should have kind of addressed it and been like, hey, he didn't mean it, or just kind of like... I did say that. I did, I did no, say No, I never that. talked to you until, like, we started filming again, because we were, like, had our situation. We really didn't talk. And so and, the first mm, time, like, it's like the first see, week we're filming... I have filming, to go back in my text. I don't the delete anything, by the way. I know. never delete. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like the first week we're filming, and then she's, like, knocking down my building and I just felt like I worked so hard like I I felt like people always judged me like I would like to say something no but I'm saying like I felt like for me people always judged me like Mm -hmm. me being married like to my ex it it struck a nerve it struck a nerve well I just feel like people always assume that like you don't do anything like if you're married to someone that's successful you don't do anything and I've never been that person Mm -hmm. like I worked my whole life like I grind every day from morning till night I'm not one of those people that just like gets my nails done all day and gets mm-hmm. massages all day like not even my life so for me it was I don't like do hurtful. that either by the way <laughs> so for Just me saying. it was hurtful coming from my friend and i've always been there for no Lisa. no no That's so kind of what it was. honest to god we didn't speak for a while and like i wanted to patch everything up with her but we just didn't get there like we kept on I don't know, she was away and she was busy, I was busy. And I think we were trying to maybe avoiding it a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and, um, you know, it just got out of hand. And we should we really should have spoken before we started filming. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, yeah, my joke was for sure in poor taste, but it wasn't even my joke. I got the joke wrong. Right. Like, it wasn't <laughs> even the right building. Yeah. You know, and, I, and then when I said, I was like, shit. I tried to, like... You know, rewind. Yeah. But it was already said, and then Kiki's like this. I'm like, what does that mean? What are you doing that for? Right. I'm like, okay, this stays with us. I will talk to Larsa myself. Don't, like, let me handle it, because mm-hmm. I feel bad, and it's going to get out. And then Kiki went back and told her, so it made it worse. And then I tried to get in touch with her to fix the situation before I got to the New Beginnings party, because I didn't want to go and, like, have somebody tell you this news, and then tell tell you this news in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how that happened. So I feel, like, just got I feel like the context is gonna, so the, important right, because we're exactly. missing so much. Like there was clearly a lot building up and you, I think it yeah. all came from a place of you actually really caring a lot about your friendship. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. It's just miscommunication 100%. And, and it just got out of control and I got heated and I for sure like dragged it on. Like I, I'm taking full response. I'm, I'm admitting it, admitting it. <laughs> That I should have probably dropped it because she was clearly like, it's this fine. Let's just move on. And I was like, ah, you know, so you had, you had a lot going on. Also, yeah, I yeah. Mean, hearing that in, in some ways, Lenny was almost the catalyst to all of this, which we got to just talk about the elephant in the room because the, there's let's so not say his name, though. OK, okay let's not say to. that's let's, I let's love give that. him too much. Right. Let's just yeah. not say his name. Not I love that. Yes. Yes. You're going to talk about it with us. So last night when on Watch What Happens, I think one of the questions was something like, is it a deal breaker if your friends don't like your partner? And you kind of made a comment like, well, none of my friends have ever liked him. They haven't, no. I want to hear more about that. Was that. Did you always feel that way about him? And did you know that she felt that way about him? No, I never really like... I feel like, you know, he was your husband. That's kind of how I viewed him. So I respected people, him because you're your um, husband. tolerated him. Mm-hmm. My, well, my not people. My friends tolerated him. 
they never really had a connection mm-hmm. with him. He never really tried to connect with my friends, and they always felt like uncomfortable coming around. Like they're like, "Does he like me? I don't, I don't, I don't think he likes me." I'm like, "He's fine. He likes everyone. He's shy." Like I would make excuse after excuse, whatever, um, you know. And then. When this happened, it all came out to like, you know, I've never liked him anyways, kind of thing. You know, that was right. right. Like the truth came out. He probably didn't care for them and they didn't care for him. And I'm not sure why, why, like he couldn't get along with, I don't know. Well, I think, you know, from the viewer perspective, something we saw constantly is you being a very doting wife. And we always felt that he just wasn't that nice to you, at least from what we saw. And you know, recently when you were talking about it, you were saying it wasn't so much that you were in denial, you were more so focused on the positives and you wanted to try to make it work. And I guess my my question is when you watch back those scenes, do you kind of see the way that people were viewing you? Yes. Yeah, I didn't, like, in the moment when we were filming and just in life in general, I don't see these things. I'm I'm like, oh, that's just Lenny. That's just Mm -hmm. how he is. I make excuses for him, whatever. And then um, watching it back, I'm like, wow, He's giving me these crazy, dirty looks, this this, this glare. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. And I looked at him. I'm like, why are you doing this? I'm like, stop. Right. Mom, we're filming. Why would you do that? And then the whole thing with the 911 call. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I, I panicked. And I'm like, my this poor woman that I love, like, she's like family. She'd hurt herself. I'm like, call 911. Right. Because that's what they teach you in school. When, when there's an emergency call, they don't want to No, panic. you would have thought that was the craziest thing. We should, have, we should have probably driven her, whatever. Um, but we were both drinking. We were at, having like a romantic dinner mm-hmm. and drinking wine, like maybe three glasses of wine each. And we can't drive, you know. And then I did, I did go to the hospital after mm-hmm. to meet with her. And I stayed with her the whole night. And, you know, made sure, like, all the bills we paid, made sure she was okay. Right, Everything right. Everything was good. Yeah, but even in yeah. that moment, there was, like, this condescending tone almost with yeah. which she spoke to you, which I'm sure, as you, listen, you are you guys are friends. You, you love her so much. I'm sure that was something that bothered you over the years if you saw it, even if you didn't voice it. Yeah, right? I feel like when we were at the reunion, you asked me, do you remember? You are like... He did something at, like, a party. Remember I asked him to hold my button, and he said no? Oh, yeah. I didn't like him then. I kind of turned on him then. Right. A button popped off your dress, and you're yeah. like, Lenny, can you hold my button? And he was like, I don't want to hold your fucking button. And so literally, yeah. I, was I, was like, like, I was like, how can we be with a man that won't hold our button? Like, right. can, you just put it, button? can you just put it in your pocket? Right. Yeah. And he's like, no. Yeah, no. Why? Why? No. Why can't you put it in your pocket? He just seemed to <laughs> about the button. Yeah, it wasn't just, about the button, button, you know? Well, I mean... Listen, we've watched you for years now. We, Of course, we don't know you personally the way that Larsa does, but we've, of course, developed a love for you and, and a care for you. So then when we saw on episode four, those last few minutes with that hot mic moment, my blood oh, was let's boiling. Talk about let's, talk let's talk about, talk about it. it. Let's talk about that. What did you feel? Because you saw it a week before we saw it. It's not like you had a super heads up. Um, yeah. My producer called me and he said, hey, I'm, I feel, you know, I have to tell you that you're going to see something. You're not going to like it. I was like, what do you mean? It's like, mm, we, we caught something. We found it and we're, we're going to use it. I'm like, oh shit. And then, um, seeing it was heartbreaking, oh. devastating, humiliating. Also the way he said it was just like, he didn't care. Mm-mm. Zero. He fucks. gave zero fucks. It was like, he was excited about telling his friend, a oh, little giddy. That's yeah, how I almost felt, like right? yeah, I was like a little girl. He's like, I don't yeah. Know. yeah, like I'm, I'm ready. To, like, and I'm the, and here I am at this good vibes party, taking a photo with him, sitting on his lap, like 
I thought everything was okay. I mean, look, our relationship was, hasn't been the best in the last year, but mm -hmm. like we've been together for 15 years and we go through up, ups and downs and I was trying my hardest to like get it back to where it was. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to try my best and we're going to work and it will be fine. And then the next thing I know, there was this hot mic moment. And by the way, the last season he was asking for a third child. Mm, so like, right. how could this happen? It, it, just last season, you wanted another baby with me. Now you want to leave me for what do you, I don't? What do you say in the in the house? Like for the person he really cares or really has his heart? So or, then right. I would be cheating on the person I really cheating, care about. cheating. So like all of these things he's been saying in the press, you know, it, it's like it makes no sense. It's all a lie. He admitted to cheating on me. For like for how long I don't know, but he admitted With to zero that. Care. And I don't so understand right. how you don't understand. You're mic'd. You you have a mic on you. You just because you whisper doesn't mean we can't hear you. Do you think there was any part of him that consciously knew he was mic'd and maybe mm. wanted it, or you no. really think he didn't know? No, he probably no just forgot. No way. He he does not want to present that mm -hmm. side of him to the world at all. Right. Who he even said he was wait. He wanted to wait two months. Two months would have been when the show finished filming. Right. So I'm not really sure how uh, maybe he thought hey I said something I shouldn't have maybe I could just tell her now because I'm already caught maybe he thought about it like after it was said I, I don't know like I, I'm just speculating I really don't know but uh, it's just bizarre that he did it during filming like this could have been avoided if he just waited but and who is the guy he was talking to is that his friend or your friend it's of yours our friend it's mm. a dear friend I love him to death his name is Vito he's a wonderful wonderful guy um, and he was like shocked himself. You he could tell. He was like at a loss for, for words, you know? And he was sort of defending you, like, I really don't want to see that He's happen. He's like, I don't want to see this happen because yeah. he, loves, he loves both of us. Yeah. Right. You know? What did you think, Larsa, when you saw that? I, I'm kind of, I was lost for words. I'm, I think it's just like a tough situation when there's kids involved, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's like a right way of doing things. I think if you're not happy, you should move on, but like move on in like the right manner, not mm -hmm. necessarily where it's like, you know, you like, it's, like don't also like it was like he was gloating about wanting to leave me like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be single soon, too. You know, like I it was disgusting. It was disgusting. And I wanted to ask you, I can't remember if you said this on Watch What Happens or somewhere else when he did present you with the fact that he wanted a divorce. He said something like, you know, either do it or if not, you'll get a, a front row seat to me dating. Is that kind yes. of what he said? Yes, that's what he said. And. I even like confirmed it in the most recent episode because I mm -hmm. couldn't believe my ears. That is what he said to me because I'm like, well, you can't do this. this is, let's, let's work on this. Let's get a therapist. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. Like I was almost begging, mm -hmm. you know, almost begging him to stay because I we have young children and I, I didn't want to see this happen. I, I didn't want to have a failed marriage after 15 years and... Let me ask you, though, when was the shift from that initial stage of, like, I will do anything in my power to keep this and make this work to acceptance of it? And you know what? Maybe this is for the better because this guy's bad news. Oh, my God. Just because the constant, like, disrespect, the the, the press, like, they were constant, whatever, those people were constantly speaking to the press. And I, I didn't want to. Yeah. I hope that I could repair this. I'm like, you know, it's just better I just stay quiet. I, I don't, I don't want to get involved. But it was just so many lies were said to the press, and it was so hurtful that eventually I just couldn't take it. I'm like, this, I'm done. Were you two talking, like, on a daily basis in the height of all of this? I, I feel like you've, you know, said that Larsa was kind of your rock in that. What, what were those phone calls like in the beginning of it? I can't imagine. Just She would say, like, he's going to come back. 
He'll well, be back. I, I just, I, I'm like, <laughs> it's not going to last. Like, I don't really see that situation as like new situation mm-hmm. lasting. Because I, I wanted, like, I wanted, I wanted to be, I loved him. Like, mm-hmm. I, of course. I, and I wanted my family to, I, the two young children, like, I have two little babies. I wanted us to grow, at least if you're going to do it, do them when they're older, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, I guess it was back in May, we're sitting here, you know, we do this for a living, right? Yeah. We cover housewives. And all of a sudden, this page six headline pops up, you know, Larsa Pippen and Lisa Hochstein confront Lenny at Miami nightclub. And we're like, holy yeah, she, shit. She didn't, she didn't confront. <laughs> that was, the headline was inaccurate. She didn't confront Lenny. But you were together. We were together. Right? Yeah, we were there together. Yeah. It wasn't like that. It wasn't at all. like it that. It was like you ran into them. I yeah. ran into them. Yeah. Which was really close to when everything was going down, mm-hmm. right? It was all so new. It was just yeah. like a week or I don't know, I'm seven days like few, after or something. Not that much longer after he told me, so it was a fresh wound for me. And I said, now he's like, Okay, I'm dating this person and I said, Please do me a favor. Don't, you know, like have public displays of affection with her with any I don't want the press catching this mm-hmm. right. and, I, and I don't want to see it so like we're in our friends nightclub they just opened our, our best friends opened up gala it's a great nightclub and then I turned around and bumped into them holding hands mm-hmm. and I'm like what are you doing can you not do that like this is crazy you should leave and he's like no I'm not leaving I'm staying here so and then I looked at her and I just said like can you not? Like, what is happening? And then they left, so. I think it's hard when you run into your ex when they've, like, they're bringing, like, he kind of was putting it in your face, which was hurtful. Yeah. Like, that like, has a lot to do with the like, way, for, like. For me, personally, You like, have to get over it when you're constantly, you know, showing me that you're an ass, and you keep showing me you're an ass, I have mm-hmm. to believe you're an ass. Like, if, right, I, if I left Lenny, for example, and he was heartbroken and, like, devastated, I would definitely not hold my new man's hand in front of him and like rub it in at least the week after like you know he gave you zero time to breathe i wouldn't do that i would say hey look we should i don't want to hurt him like i left him like i don't want to do this to him that's how i would handle it well of course i mean i think he's lacked humanity in the way that he's handled all of this Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. 
Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. I can imagine how painful all of this has been, not only to experience, but then to also experience in front of the world. And I just want to thank you for your transparency, honestly, because watching it, I think people can gain a lot of strength from you. And yeah. it's 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 mind blowing, honestly, really. Yeah. But do you yeah. feel that love, though? Like, it's probably a little, little validating for you as much as obviously it sucks going through the public eye. Everybody is so overwhelmingly like, Team Lisa, fuck your ex, like <laughs> yeah. justice for Lisa. She's- they were chanting that at Bravo. Yes, yes. Like, so, what is happening? It must feel a little bit nice to have that, especially oh, to get your sure. side, tell your side of the story. No, for sure. Like to have so much support, it's it's amazing. Like I love all the fans. Like they've they've been very helpful yeah. to me to get through this. It's like wow, it's overwhelming. I'm sure. I mean, people yeah. also women band together with other women, yeah. you know. Yeah. Which in general, social media. I actually want to ask you this, Larsa, because. Last week when we had Alexi and Marisol on and I told you, we asked them that question, who would be your go-to person? And they both said you and like they were, you know, just speaking so highly of you, speaking how, how warm you are, how great advice you give. And I said to them, and I want to say to you also transparently, like to us, you've always been a little bit of an enigma because what we see about you in the media and online is in direct contrast to on the show. You know, on the show, you're everyone's friend. You're this girl's girl. And that for so long, I don't think that was the way that you were portrayed. And so, you know, now having this, this platform to me, at least from our perspective, it seems like you're being received in a new way. And I'd love your feelings on that. No, totally. But I also feel like, cause I've never really speak like right. I, before I was on the show. I really like when things were happening in my life, I wasn't the kind of person that would like speak on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I really just handled my business privately. And I feel like being on this platform now more open to like, you know, people getting to know who I am as a person, as a friend, as a mother, you know, and just my relationships with people. Cause I'm, I'm definitely like a relationship type of person mm-hmm. and I'm definitely there for like all my friends, you know, I'm like a really good friend and yeah. I take pride in my friendships and I work for them, you know? So I feel like before then nobody really knew they just, you know, it was just like, I was, you know, this person's ex-wife or this person's friend or this person's so I had all these like different titles whereas like there's a lot of different layers to yeah, me that's you know true. we really didn't see you like ta- speaking on your shit yeah. or anything giving your side season one which was 10 plus years ago yeah a little bit on the kardashians and then on instagram you you know you don't get one or two seconds of things not like yeah. your full story it's been really fun to witness. I mean, for us, I feel like we've known about you even before we really knew you on the show for so many years. And I, I like, I love what the way that you have been received. I think it is really fun to witness. We're, you're Thank right. You. We're getting a whole new side of you. 
Thanks. It's been fun. I feel like I've been having a great time. We could tell. Yeah, we could <laughs> tell when you guys have fun, you know, and like yeah. you're just good at yeah. it. I feel like Lisa and I always have a really good time together. Totally. We do. We yeah. do. On camera and off camera. Yeah. Do you think if any of the women on the show are different on camera than they are off camera? Obviously. Like who? Tell me. And in, in what ways? Like, they turn it on that. a little? you got to tell us. We're dying in there. This is just, like... I feel like a lot of people are not, like... I don't know. I just feel like, for me, like... Fast forward, like, me being on the show, I'm very, like, open. And I show all aspects mm-hmm. to my life. Like, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. Because I feel like, you know, as a person, there's, like, different levels to you and different, you know... I don't know. I think... You know, we're on a TV show. Everyone turns it up a little bit. You know? Like, we're... On a TV show right. to entertain people with our drama. <laughs> right. Um, I feel like some of us have more going on than other people, though. That's what I mean. But Alexia, and you, like, you are who you are. Like, Alexia is the same way. Like, always, you know, she's very, like, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. that. And then she's like that on camera. Mm-hmm. Marisol is always, Marisol's so much, she's more herself now than she was way back because she had her, her PR company. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she needed to, you know, be like super proper and like safe, she, safe mm-hmm. because of her business. And now she just doesn't zero fucks. Right? Yeah, she's so funny. She just, she's, she's like so your little funny. commentator, yeah. you know. Like she'll just she's always like with the, with the cockies yep. and she's just she likes to drink. And I love I like that. I like to drink too. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the one that you're like? Eh, I could do without you. <laughs> Is there anyone where you know maybe you like the cast in general, but uh, for me. Of course, like my worst enemy or nightmare is you know who. Mm-hmm. So I'm like just focused. I don't need any more problems with. So everyone's, I'm fine with everybody, mm-hmm. and they're like trying to be supportive of me. So I really don't have any drama or issues with them because how could they, right? Throw that my way when I'm dealing with all I'm dealing with. Of they're course. all supportive. So this season, no drama with anybody. That's nice. Except it's like for a sisterhood. That person. Yes. Well, yeah. Of course. That's plenty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some people I get along with more than others. Yeah. You you kind of, at least from what we know, you're not a huge fan of Adriana. You know, I don't understand. Like, I don't know who she is. There's certain people on the show that I don't really know who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. Adriana's one of them. I've known her for a long time. <laughs> I shot season one with her, and I don't know who she is. Because she'll say, like, she'll bring three dates to one event and say she's not hooking up with any of them. And I'm like... What, like, what are we talking about? What's going on here? Like, it's just like there's so much hocus pocus in her story, you know? <laughs> right. Hocus pocus. It's hocus pocus. It's like Halloween. I don't know. Well, and I love, so I, love I don't know. Numbers. But when I see her, I do want to like her. Like, when I see her, I'm like, oh, I like her. And She's but been then, trying harder with you this year. I mean, I like I said, I don't know. I feel like it's like you get one side of her today and then tomorrow you don't really know what you're going to get. And with me, I'm very consistent. Like, I'm always the same. If I love you, I'll love you for life. And if I don't, I probably won't, you know? And you're also a straight shooter, I feel. Yeah, You kind of tell it it like it is, which we obviously very much appreciate. Just in general, I mean, watching... I think for both of you, and I think what I'm excited for, what I was saying with you about how recently we've really seen you coming into your own and the, the theme of independence, which is probably one of the reasons the apartment thing was so upsetting. Like, I am so excited for us to see that with you, Lisa. I feel that that's what we are going to be getting in the future. And, like, totally. how exciting is someone who's been watching from the like beginning? Like the phoenix rising from mm-hmm. the ashes. Yes. Like, yes. I guess I think a lot of people have said, like, they are excited to see, like, how I come out of this and get to the other side. Mm. You're good, though. You're on your way. 
I'm on my way. Oh, yeah. Totally on your way. It's going to be a great story to watch. A lot of pressure. No. You're killing (laughs) it already. You're living. You're just living. Yeah. Yeah. The same positivity you spoke about that maybe made you overlook some of his downfalls is the same thing I think that's going to guide you to this next phase of your life. Like, most people don't have that in them in the way that you do. It's a huge plus. Mm -hmm. I do believe, like, I'm, you know, one of those people that everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. And this is, like, your journey. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Are we uh, going to see Marcus at all on the show? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> you are you're really running with the friend line. Yours I mean, I you know, this is like the first time in my life where I'm like open to dating and I'm free and I kind of, you know, I don't have to answer to anybody and it's a really good feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. So That's going to be sure, Lisa. Maybe. That'll yeah, be Lisa maybe. in a little bit, right? What? You'll be like Larsa in like a year or two. Yeah. Yeah. And we were asking Alexi and Marisol, who do you think Lisa should date next? And both of them were like, someone young and hot where she can have amazing sex. How do you I feel about that? I mean, I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> um, you know, when the right person comes along. Yeah, no pressure. Who do you like, think, Larsa? Um, I don't know. I feel like she needs to date someone that balances her, you know, makes her feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like the number one important thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. For her, you know, <laughs> for us too. Even for though us someone that makes you feel good. Someone who holds your button. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hold my, my purse sometimes, you know, no, that's they should just, hold yeah. everything. Yeah. Hold everything. And also there's like a lot of Birkins to hold. We have a right. lot yeah. of bags to hold. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Lisa? by the way, her bags are heavy as hell. If you've ever tried to carry her bag, she's got everything in there. <laughs> you have a full Birkin. Like, she's got like, a dog. Everything and the kitchen sink. Like I really she's don't. She's got a like, dog in her bag. Yeah. Everything. Mirrors, I need to be prepared. A vibrant. She's got everything <laughs> in her bag. I, 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 I get actually, it. No, I'm not going to say it. Okay. Okay. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, do, I do feel like we're going to have a whole lot of fun this season. Because I feel like last season was like like me kind of consoling you and making sure you're okay. I and was taking miserable. You, and, you were, and you were crying, crying on the way there. all the time. Every episode I'm crying or I wanted to leave early. Like I couldn't be around people. I didn't want to be around anyone. I wanted to be like by myself curled up in a little ball and I wanted to cry myself to sleep. That's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. to sad music. But you but you filmed. You did the damn <laughs> I thing. I showed up. You I showed up. up and yeah. yeah. So I, I do feel like next season's going to be a great year for us. Mm-hmm. Well, totally. excited. Cannot wait for we that. We are hooked. We are so excited. We love what you bring to television every single week. It is seriously such a joy in our lives and we thank you for being so open because thank you. Thank it's a lot you. of fun. Really. It's super fun. Do not forget Real Houses of Miami every Thursday only on Peacock. Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. 
For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just wanna know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. This was a relatively anticlimactic week in Potomac. I don't have that much to say on this episode, but I'll tell you one thing. You know how I knew I was on my period when I'm sitting on my couch bawling my eyes out over Giselle giving the speech at the twins' birthday? I had no idea what you were going to say. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I do have to say Giselle and Jamal were being like the best I've seen them, I think. I was kind of on the edge of my seat feeling like, Something always weird happens when they're together, and I'm so happy with how this went down. Well, I think just generally speaking, Giselle is her best self when she's around her children. It brings out a a much softer side of her than I think we see in other scenarios. And her kids are so funny and like the truest mirror to herself that Giselle could ever ask for because they're so brutally honest and also love her so much, and she knows that, that It's just, it's hysterical because no one can call Giselle on her shit like her daughters can. No. And I love when she said to them, you know, I I could never have been as confident at your age as you are. Like to me, as a mother, what a great thing to be able to see in in your daughters. You know, like that's all you could want, I feel like for your child. Right. Because I wanted to be like, Giselle, like, see, you did that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll tell you, other than that, the part of the episode I was the most interested in was the preview for next week where Giselle's talking to Jacqueline about her potential rendezvous with G. This is when shit gets interesting. This is when we get back into like Tom D'Agostino, New York territory. Well, and as we were talking about last week, we know that in real time, things are not great with Jacqueline and Mia. Not great. So so when I, you know, having that knowledge watching this, it does make it a little bit more interesting to me. Honestly, not great is like an understatement. No, no, it's bad. It's it's really not good. Yeah, so obviously we had to get there somehow and I have a feeling we are going to find out. Yeah, I mean, other than that, not a hell of a lot happened. We saw Chris getting pissed at Ray, which was honestly less dramatic than I thought it was going to be based on the preview. That kind of strange moment between Robin and Wendy where I think we can't really tell what terms they're on. Candace just living her best life this season. And then... MVP as always, Uncle Lump. <laughs> like, <laughs> I fucking love Uncle Lump. He needs his own radio show or something. He just gives such good advice and such a calming presence. But my biggest takeaway this week, I think Robin 
was back to the Robin that we love. Like I feel like we've lost a little bit of connection with her in the last couple of weeks and just kind of this whole season and haven't been such a fan of her behavior and her attitude. It didn't feel authentic to her. And this week in both her conversations with Candace and Wendy and even Karen, honestly, about the wedding, even though it wasn't what Karen wanted to hear, I felt like, okay, this is good. Like we're back on a normal track. Yeah. And her conversation with Candace was really genuine. I mean, what she was going through was dealing with that tragic loss that you could see like she had no time for the bullshit, which I think probably expedited the process of them making up. But also, the, the this is the one other thing I forgot to mention. My favorite part of the episode actually was Karen and Candace. Like that was brilliant squashing. Candace was like, yeah, you know what? I did say it and I'm sorry. And Karen was just happy she owned it and that was it. Oh my God, what a relief. Weren't you so happy when they had that conversation? Because Candace didn't dig a deeper hole for herself and like come up with another lie that would then put her in a web. And Karen was forgiving. And I think she wanted to give Candace the benefit of the doubt. And she basically said, I'll forgive. I won't forget. But I can give her more respect because she owned it and sort of gave me context instead of trying to bury it. And then we find out that she's lying later. Yeah. Unless it's Giselle, like I don't need Karen fighting with anyone. I love when she's kind of just overseeing, just it, it raises my blood pressure when I feel her blood pressure is raised, you know? No. Yeah. I need her back like on the outside, just sort of being there, observing, bringing people together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I said this to you right before we started recording, like I don't know what to do about Salt Lake City. I, I feel so non-confident in my ability to discuss it with even a remote amount of eloquence because I have no fucking idea what's going on. I know this is so backwards, but I literally need somebody, I mean, if you anyone listening feels like they're up for the job, to explain to me like a web of what the fuck is going on. I, every time that one of them is talking to another, I literally have to like pause and dig through my brain files of like, okay, why are they mad at each other? What happened last week? What happened last season? What happened the season before that? And what are conversations I'm missing? Then who are they also on good terms with? And I can't, it's too, my brain is like overflowing with information because it changes so quickly and they just are like, boom, 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 back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I can't, I like, I, I feel so silly, but like I can't keep up. And you're totally valid for that because there's too much going on and even the small things are bent with the same amount of importance as the big things. And that's why I think it's really hard as the viewer to try to navigate what's real and what's not. I really actually liked our conversation about it last week because I feel we were getting to the bottom of some of their issues with Jen, you know, specifically as it applies to Heather. And this week, even though I definitely don't think this was Heather's best performance either, the one thing she said that really did resonate with me was when she was like, we all have toxic relationships with Jed. <laughs> and I felt yeah. very seen in that moment because that's what you and I have been saying of like, even the people that claim they cannot stand her at some level are still really craving her approval in a way that of course is going to impact the way that they interact. I feel like Heather and Lisa had like sort of an epiphany moment that they realized when they look around the room that Jen has that same sort of relationship with everybody. And, you know, when everyone's relationships are, quote, normal, obviously it's a little bit different from woman to woman. But when they're not and when tensions rise, like Jen does not discriminate against who she will fire after, you know? 
it's like anybody, anybody in front of her, anybody who upsets her in any way, she's willing to go from zero to a hundred. Doesn't matter anything that you've like quote banked with her or earned from her or given to her. It doesn't matter. And I think they were like, wait a minute, this is crazy. This is ridiculous. Like, how are we living like this? Yeah. It's just an entirely unsustainable way to live. And that's why I think watching her friends have that realization, it's momentarily validating, but then it goes right back to being frustrating when you realize that they have the realization and then they still don't do anything about it. I mean, I I like have so many thoughts and also no thoughts because when Heather, Jen, and Lisa were at lunch, and first let me give a trigger warning for suicidal ideation here. And you know, Jen kind of drops that bomb that in the midst of everything going on, and then on top of it, the shock exposed thing that, you know, Sharif had to take her to the hospital because she was really contemplating taking her own life. And that was a moment where I think they all pause and realize, you know, we're just gonna ban around her and we are going to 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 comfort her, which of course in that moment, regardless of what you may think of someone, if they say that, I think that's only the human reaction. But then they're at dinner a few hours later and like you know, of course, when Jen shared that at lunch, of course, I can't stand the woman, but I have empathy for her. You never want to hear anyone say that. But then a few hours later, you know, she turns it around on Whitney in a way to make her feel so terrible and to make her feel so bad and almost as a gotcha moment in a way that I felt was really unfair. Right. And even Whitney said in her confessional after, like, wait a minute, that feels unfair. Like, or in the moment too, I feel like I should almost get a pass for that. Like, how was I supposed to know? I was just simply asking like, what went down at lunch and sort of what was your conversation? And I think Jen immediately got on the defense of feeling like Whitney was digging. I mean, by the way, maybe she was. She was inquisitive. She wanted to know. She was a little bit nosy. But I don't think she ever expected that that was the turn it was going to take. By the way, Meredith was the one in the first place who was like, so what were you guys doing at lunch while we were all, you know, on the beach or whatever? And asking like what went down and in shorter words saying what the fuck went went on. And then when Whitney sort of prompted it again, Jen did not like that. No. And listen, I said this from the beginning, like I think Whitney's a good person who just really lacks any sort of clear communication. So even in this entire discussion, I don't think she went about it the best way, but I do think she's spot on when she was saying both Heather and Jen were almost deflecting the situation. Of course, I totally agree with her. And then even when Heather and Whitney start going at it and Heather pulls out the line about Lisa and Lisa's like, how did I get involved in this? I was like, I almost wanted to say to Heather, you got to be a little bit more subtle than that because now you're giving a slight bit of legitimacy to what I previously discounted as just Whitney's kind of rants. I mean, once that went in, I really was just completely lost because then the whole argument switched to something completely different. We were off the main topic. And then, of course, I knew it was going to spiral into the Heather Whitney friendship conversation and the status of their relationship, which we obviously know is in a terrible place and gives me so much anxiety because they don't hear each other and they should be friends. And it makes me sad that they're not friends. And I think in real time, they're also not in a good place. I mean, according to what we saw at BravoCon and after Ultimate Girls Trip, like, I don't think. I think maybe they heal things and then they are bad again. So I was like, "Oh God, here we here we fucking go. Buckle up." Yeah, it's not it's not good, but I I don't know. It's like we do this for a living. Of course, we love analyzing housewives' fights. It's not like we want everyone to get along. There is just something about 
Heather and Whitney specifically fighting that is so unenjoyable to watch. And it's not even because it makes you sad because you knew how real the friendship was. Yes, on some level it, it certainly does, but it's more than that. It's just because it feels so all over the place and I think it's hard to follow. It's very hard to follow. I mean, I think both of them have can't even keep track of like what they're fighting about and the status of their relationship and even honestly where they want things to end up. Like I think it is very blurry for them and that's why – there's no like path or North Star that they can't get past like this rut that they're stuck in. Yeah. And if we're frustrated by it, like they're definitely frustrated by it. I believe Whitney right. when she says that, you know, she feels that Heather was other than her husband, the most trusting adult relationship she's ever had. I really do believe that if you go to previous seasons, that tracks. And so I'm I'm trying to be sensitive to her because I, I see that she's really in pain. I think it's just the way the arguments take a turn, you maybe lose a little bit of your empathy in the moment because you're trying so hard to keep up. Right. I think honestly, these episodes almost aren't giving us enough breathing room. Like there are are funny scenes and filler scenes of them surfing and having fun as Marilyn Monroe, but it's almost not enough for me because I know I'm just waiting for the dark cloud to come back where – like even the drunkenness when they came back from the Maryland night, like they're dancing naked and having fun. I think Gibson tweeted like this is giving me Real Housewives of New York vacation energy. And it's like I need a little more of that and a little less of like these deep, dark relationships that I don't even feel like are ever going to be repaired. But also, like, I agree fully with you and with Gibson. Like that was certainly giving OG New York vacation days. But – when Jen drinks, or even when she doesn't, but specifically when she drinks, like I find myself being a little bit on edge because yeah. who knows? One person says one thing and it sets her off. So it's not even like I, I watch those scenes in as blissful of a manner as I would if, you know, maybe it was someone else doing that. I know. No, I, I can't settle. And the other thing, they leave us with a to be continued about Heather's black eye. Oh my God. The fucking to be continued. And the the footage in the room. I I don't know. I think she probably had a bad fall. Is that a weird prediction? It's not a weird prediction. I mean, I don't know. The only thing is you saw the handle turn. So I don't know if that's an intruder, if that's Jen. Like who who knows who was coming into her room, but we did see the handle turn. She could have tripped and fell, but that, I don't know. Didn't that feel like something or you think they're making something out of nothing? No, maybe somebody came in her room and then she fell. Like I, I just don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm praying for the days when Salt Lake City gets overly enjoyable again because in this current moment, Isabel, I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't struggling. I'm I'm definitely struggling. Honestly, <laughs> I'm actually also curious if any of you have given up on it. Because like we're not clearly, but I just I feel like that would definitely be a pattern. Or if you're loving it, I'd also like to hear that side. This is bad to say, but I think it's true. I think that if we didn't have a podcast, I maybe would have stopped watching Salt Lake City like two episodes ago. Is that terrible? I think I would have stopped before that, honestly. And it's such a shame because I loved it. Do you remember when we had Lisa Vanderpump on the podcast and we were giving her a full-blown speech about why she needs to watch Salt Lake City? We're like, you don't understand. She married her grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) Remember? like, I can't believe we said that to Lisa Vanderpump. No, that was, by the way, that was the craziest thing ever. We, she's in her kitchen on her iPad with Ken in the background, the phone ringing. That was, I totally forgot we did that. That was in the middle of quarantine. I took that from my mom's closet. 
Oh my God, same. Wow, wow. Okay, well, we love you guys and we will be back next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us do this. I'm sorry Salt Lake City isn't up to par, but we're powering through and we are so lucky to be doing it all.